Welcome everybody to the Last Lap Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Pearson, as always, bringing you all the action from the Rasway GP. And I'm sure as Greg Woods would say in the penultimate podcast, talking about the penultimate race of the season, we have the ultimate guests with us. We of course have our longtime co-host Darren Dazza Gunderson. And back by popular demand after enjoying a week-long bender with the snowballs, it's Kimi Hakkinen. And I guess we can't start the race coverage this week without covering that amazing multi-marble pile-up on lap one, uh, taking out nearly half the field and causing uh, one of the first red flags we've ever seen in Marbula One, uh, followed by, well, I suppose we should get to that bit afterwards, but let's talk about that first lap incident and the uh, reaction from the race control and how they handled it. You know, Andrew, I was looking at it back and, uh, you know, I think the uh, race controller got it right here. Uh, first lap incidents, they're kind of, in most other motorsports, taken as a different kind of incident to the uh, thing that you'd see in the middle of the race, you know? And uh, stopping everything, getting everybody back onto the grid, letting everybody go from their original qualifying positions when, realistically, most of the field was taken up not through their own fault. It was just, a, you know, a calamitous set of circumstances. Um, I think that's the right thing to do with something that early on in a race. Had this been mid-race... I think you'd have seen them lining back up in the way that they'd sort of made their way around the grid. People had been given a chance then to actually come back and regain their places from, from that kind of incident. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a different set of circumstances is basically what I'm saying. You know, when the incident is caused by the reckless action of one marble, you have to look back and see that it is fairer for the rest of the competition to be able to take their grid spot from qualifying and then be able to regain the places that they might have otherwise lost and not been able to regain back. In marble racing, this is what we call fairness. Oh, so you feel that there was somebody to blame for the incident, uh, Kimmy? Well, I would not say blame so much as the actions realistically were one that you can forgive in the middle of a race, but in the first lap was very reckless. And to penalise all the other marbles for this incident from one of the Savage Beaters, I think is highly unfair. You know, fair sucker the Sav. You, you've got to give it to the Savage Beaters. They go in hard and they take no prisoners. Uh, I think in this case they'll regret, uh, by the end of the race, they uh, ended up regretting having uh, put in so much effort to try and make that, that place go around the extra lap. And uh, it didn't really work out for them in the end. Well, a team that it very definitely worked out for was the Hazers, with an astounding uh, performance from um, Smoggy, uh, leading every but one race, uh, battling hard with uh, Team Momo's Mimo for almost all of the race. They led all but all but one lap. What you know? I, there's so few superlatives you can come across. It's 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 amazing, really, that uh, you know there were so many other candidates for MVP of the race that it wasn't for sure that given that performance, um, you know. He was going to win. Well, as you can tell from my facial expression, this was an incredibly exciting race, full of emotion and drama. And although Smoggy was the one to cross the line in first on most laps, he was under pressure the whole way around. These kind of conditions breed in only the kind of champion marbles, the fighting spirit to come back and win. I mean, in the middle of the race, when Mimo took over for the one lap, I nearly dropped my third triple vodka and orange. The third triple vodka and orange of the race? No, of that lap. You know, I think everybody knows that I've got a little bit of love for Team Momo. Uh, and realistically, looking back at the race, they they 
you know, they really raced superbly. You know, the, it was a magnificent qualifying effort to come in P1, you know, and uh, just because the, in the race, I think they were fighting harder than they've had to fight in any other race, and, and they've just not had the uh, the experience of leading a race this season that the Hazers have had. Uh, and I think that tailed in the end. Um, the monumental amount of effort that it took to get into that first place really cost them in the last closing laps. And that's really why I think you saw the Arrangers come in and, and steal that second place from them. So you think it's a bit of fatigue, really, was catching Team Momo out at the end. Um, you know, maybe if they they planned it a little bit better, that better they could have sort of uh, saved energy mid-race and then, then burst it all in the last few laps of the race? In a track that's very tentacal through the first sector and then has the long straightaways near the end, I think what you need to look at is that uh, you need to save your energy for when it counts most. Uh, and looking back across the race, this is what we saw in the end with places changing mainly in the last laps and also in the first lap. Well, one marble that certainly didn't lack any energy was Anarchy from the Balls of Chaos, roundly criticised by a lot of his own fans for a very, very poor qualifying performance, but stormed a full 10 places from second last to finishing fifth. An amazing result. And, you know, again, this is why we're talking about, you know, MVP of the race being uh, up for such hot debate. Um, you know, that many places made up from, from right dead last is, is pretty much unheard of. What do you think, you know, what was the, what was the strategy there? How did, how did Anarchy manage to achieve this when so many other marbles were seemingly unable to either gain places at all or lost a lot of places? Well, being a good friend of the uh, Balls of Chaos coach, uh, I was able to ask him, uh, you know, after the race, what he, what he thought that the secret was. And basically he said that Anarchy has been in, uh, employing a lot of mental uh, toughening, uh, getting in sports psychologists to come and help him with his mental preparation for the race, so that, you know, if he came across sticky situations, which he certainly did after qualifying, uh, that he'd have the mental fortitude uh, and mental planning being able to check when to make, it, make his moves and make his way up through the field. And I think, you know, it certainly came true today that he made all of the opportunities that he could get his hands on his. I think if it hadn't been for those late charges from the Midnight Wests and the Rangers, you know, he'd be looking at a podium position, which would have been absolutely incredible, and I think the fans would have loved that. Unfortunately, I missed a lot of the Ballers of Chaos action as I had to stop rapper Marble Mob from trying to strangle an inflatable pool animal in a cocaine-induced psychosis. Wow, was he okay after that? Yes, the pool animal was left mostly unharmed. Well, from the front of the grid, I guess we should uh, wind our way to the uh, back of the grid uh, and the continued troubles for uh, Team Primaries Mary and the Hornets in general. I think at this point in the season for both teams, realistically, they're just getting everybody to have their last run out and see what they can do, see if they can try different things and see if they come off. And I think in this race, especially from Team Primary, you saw uh, you saw that coming to the to the fork, qualifying last, finishing last. Uh, you know, it's the kind of consistency nobody wants to see from a team. But it is good to see that in other cases that... Uh... The Hornets are taking themselves not too seriously, uh, giving the fans lots of attention and being very good sports across the social media. It's very nice to see that a team, even in the high-profile, high-pressure sport of marble racing, can still come back and show a good spirit, uh, even in the worst of circumstances. Well, I do believe we actually have one of our roving reporters on the scene with uh, somebody from the Hornets. So uh, over to you, roving reporter Roger. 
Ah uh, yes, Andrew, coming to you live from uh, the Hornets. Uh, I, I sent over my questions to uh, the the coach of the Hornets, asking uh, you know if we could get an interview with Vesper and and ask him some questions about how badly he's been doing and how badly his race has been going and whether he feels he's a really terrible athlete. Then uh, uh, apparently I've got to go to this room over here. Uh, it's got the hives written on over it. I'm assuming that's some kind of strange uh, typo on the on on the doorway. It should just be hive, I guess. Uh, let, let let me open up and let me see what I can uh, I can see for you. Wait, hives like in in beehives or, or hornets hives? Nah, I'm sure it's just a. Uh, oh, hey, get get off me! I get away! Ah, you're stinging, you're stinging me, you're stinging me somehow! Ah, well, it turns out the hornets perhaps do have a sting in their tail in the end. Thank you very much, Roger. Going back briefly to our uh, aborted start, one of the teams that was uh, most disgruntled uh, by having to be put back into uh, qualifying order were the Limers, who'd uh, managed to to race away really fast on the on the initial opening lap, uh, but then you know on the restart were completely swallowed up and instead of going forward, dropped dropped right to the back and spent most of their race uh, fighting with the uh, Mellow Yellow and the Hornets and and uh, realistically dropping right off at the end of the race. Um, it, do they have any real right to complain? Is it really a case that the teams that you know did well after the restart also, um, you know, had had to take that extra lap? Can they can they really say that that's something that affected them that badly? I think those kind of excuses ring about as true as waking up with your ex-wife in the morning after a, uh, having a skinful and then trying to blame it all on the beer. You know what you did, and you just have to put up with the fact that you've done it. Yeah, I have to agree here that in reality, the Green Ducks. And Mellow Yellow both had a very similar start to the race, but in the end, they qualified, They managed to finish nearer to where they qualified from, even if they dropped one or two places. The Limers seemed to drop the places and then give up. This is not something that you can blame on one false start. Did you ever have anything like that in your career, uh, Kimmy, where you had to uh, try and excuse yourself for uh, any kind of your behaviour affecting your on-track performance? Oh, Darren, you're talking to a man who once drunkenly sunk three yachts in a weekend where he also won his races in the Sand Rally by ten seconds. Crikey. Well, let's talk about a couple of teams who uh, had fairly remarkable comebacks. I think in any other race where, uh, you know, anarchy from the Bulls of Chaos isn't making up 10 places, we'd have probably congratulated them heartily on being able to recover from fairly dismal qualifying situations. That's Team Galactic and the Raspberry Racers. Um, Raspberry Racers seem to have turned a bit of a a corner in the last few races. Um, They've they've really been fairly solidly making up places. It feels like they just need to sort out their qualifying performances and, you know, maybe we'd start seeing them further up the grid. Well, that kind of reminds me of something my old uh, Australian rules coach said to me. He said, if you don't start the game fast, son, you're going to be chasing your ass for the rest of it. I think both of the teams could learn something from that lesson. Uh, Team Galactic, who've had some great results throughout the uh, season, but just haven't been consistently putting it together and qualifying to be able to take that into the race and maybe score better points. Uh, And the Raspberry Racers definitely, I think, have all the talent, natural skills to be able to be right up there fighting with uh, all of the top teams that they they know that they can compete with. And they probably just haven't in this particular season as they've been trying to get to grips with the formula. Um, You know, I, I would expect to see them doing a lot better next year when they're more prepared coming in from the start at full guns blazing and not trying to, you know, find where they are halfway through the season. Incidentally, did you know that the Raspberry Aces make the best raspberry-flavoured vodka in the whole of the world? What do they make it out of? Well, raspberries, obviously. 
Yes, but they're, they're raspberry races, so what really do they make it out of? I, um, I feel a bit sick. Well, two teams who might feel a little bit sick about not scoring quite as many points as they should have would be the uh, Midnight Whiffs and the Rojo Rollers, both who did very well in the race, uh, especially the Midnight Whiffs, really, um, you know, coming in uh, right at the death pretty much to uh, to steal that uh, fourth place off of Balls of Chaos. Um, but probably thinking maybe they could have done just that little bit more. Both both ran sort of higher at different points uh, in the race than uh, where they finished. Um, but, you know, both making positions on where they started. Uh, you can't really ask for much more than that, short of, you know, obviously winning the race. Uh, I guess I'll fill that one since Kimmy seems to be uh, going for a tactical chunder over there. I mean, the Midnight Wisps, we know exactly what we uh, can expect out of them. They've been uh, good in parts. The, the variable curate's egg uh, throughout the season. Uh, I, I think really that early incident with Waspy and the Conveyor probably disrupted them and their preparations for this. They're, they're a big team with lots of resource behind them, lots of fans behind them as well, um, but, but seemingly haven't been able to capture the same kind of uh, consistency that the sort of top four teams really have been able to show throughout the season. Um, in another lifetime, you know, I, I suspect you'd be looking at them to be uh, the ones fighting for first place with the Hazers rather than the Savage Speeders. Uh, but it hasn't been been that way this season. I, I think they'll probably take stock after the final race and look to see the areas that they can improve in and just work harder on it all of the uh, the next season. And the Rojo Rollers? Well, back in 2016, uh, I think you look at the team like the Rojo Rollers scoring uh, three first places uh, across the Marble League. Uh, but since that time, they seem to be a bit, you know, a bit off the bubble, failing to qualify for the 2019 competition. Uh, I think they'll probably look at this season as a restructure, um, a, a way of, of looking to see where they need to improve. And I think they'll actually be looking to take this into other events. Uh, I'm not ever sure that Marbula 1 was really their full focus. Uh, they know that really a lot of their... Uh, a lot of their strengths come in the team events where, you know, they've got all, all four marbles uh, on the track at the same time. I think the individual events maybe less so. Uh, you know, though Rojo Uno is, is definitely, uh, you know, a, a strong marble with, with lots of uh, attributes that you'd want to have in a, in a marble you know, in Marble One, uh, like I say, it's, it's it's not come through for them this season, and I, I feel that's uh, that's maybe that their focus is uh, in other places. Oh, well, I'm getting news uh, from my producer that we, in fact, have a roving reporter on scene with the uh, Midnight Wisps uh, taking a look at the uh, track for the uh, actual final Grand Prix uh, of the season uh, next weekend. Uh, let's head over to roving reporter Ian. Uh, yes, hello Andrew, Ian here. Um, I am reporting to you live from the Midnight Bay track's start-finish line. Um, well, I say that, um, nobody's turned on the lights. I'm not entirely sure uh, exactly where I am uh, on the track, so uh, yes. Is there not like a switch somewhere that you can like turn on or something? Oh, yes, uh, actually there's there's one on the wall over here, I think. I can just about feel it in the dark. Hang on a minute, let me... Uh, um, yep, there we go. Oh. Ian, what is it? Um, well, I don't really know how to say this, Andrew, but um, I appear to be locked in a broom closet. <sighs> okay, Ian, we'll send somebody around to let you out. Thank you anyway. Well, let's finish off the podcast this week by talking about uh, the two teams that we haven't covered. That's the Thunderbolts and the Snowballs. Um, two teams that have had very good results in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, well, not a good race for them uh, at all this, this week around. Any explanation as to why that is? 
possibly because they're not drinking vodka made out of their own people. Well, have you ever wondered what the snowballs do for ice in their drinks? Oh my god. Well, actually, uh, I guess I'll have to field this one again, uh, Andrew. Uh, I think, you know, both of those teams, they've had great results and they were knocking on the door for a result. I think a feeling that, you know, maybe they just felt that it was a little bit beyond them this season, uh, that they'd be having to vie with, you know, some of the real big boys, and, and maybe just now was not the time to do it. Let's uh, save a little gas in the tank. There's there's plenty of other, you know, marble events that are going to be coming up in the nearest future. L- let's not go all up now, uh, leave ourselves vulnerable to injuries in the final race, uh, where anything is, you know, going to happen when the teams are going to be going hell for leather to win the championship. Uh, I can see it. You know, I can see they've 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 know what it takes to, to get good results and, and maybe they're just sitting back on that trying to reflect uh, get ready for next uh, the, you know what's coming up ahead of them that isn't Marbula 1 potentially well indeed and I think that kind of wraps it up nicely for all of the action from the Razway uh, we are looking forward to the final title clinching race from the Midnight Bay home of the Midnight Wisps uh, that'll be coming up next week uh, we hope that you will join us for all of the action from then uh, but thank you from uh, my guests Darren Dazagunderson and Kimi Hakalainen. And once again, thank you from me. Thank you for tuning in. Keep all up to date with uh, all of the race analysis from our Twitter feed at Last Lap Podcast. Um, and just keep safe out there, guys. We will see you next week. Bye bye. Once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, really pleased to have you tuning in every week to listen to our uh, analysis of the podcasts uh, remember that we are still looking for people to submit their ideas either scripts uh, for skit ideas or even your own voice clips of you uh, being one of our roving reporters just head those into submissions at lastlappodcast.co.uk and we will try and use them in future shows uh, thank you very much to Hellies for all of his hard work in getting this up and going through the uh, current crisis. It's uh, absolutely wonderful that we've got this uh, sport to be able to enjoy and share together. So here's looking forward to many podcasts more and seeing you next week. <laughs>